Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. B F F T. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald face truth. Well, I told you the collectives have found us. I want I, I need to know what these collectives are about, what their mission is. You're curious too. I got a ton of questions for the collectives. Jed Collins, former NFL player, fullback, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, former Washington State player. Now is the president of the Cougar Collective. That's right. He is the Cougar Collective president. He is the at fullback finance guy on Twitter. And he's joining us now. Jed Collins, thanks for making time for us. How are you, man? I appreciate it, John. And believe me, brother, we all have a lot of questions <laughs> in this world. I, I, would, I would be remiss to not give a little shout-out to my Houdat Nation. So you, you listed off yeah. a few of the teams I played for. New Orleans is where I got my bread buttered. So i got to give right. them a shout-out, too. All right. I want to go down these teams because I think it's just, as I looked at this, I was like, man, look at this. Eagles, Bears, Browns, Chiefs, Cardinals, back to the Browns, Titans, then the Saints, where the bread was buttered, the Lions, and the Cowboys. Man, you did it all. You know, that's a, a claim to fame. I get to walk into back into the NFL in the locker rooms. That's my first question is how many times do you think I've been cut? And I, I got to I get to say today I learned from someone in every one of those rooms and the mindset around not fearing failure but learning and leaning into it, that's uh, you know, one of the great things sports teaches us. I was talking off the top of the show about the the value of mentors and mentorship. And who mentored you? Oh, everybody. And if you are observant and curious and you're in a room full of greatness, everyone is a mentor. Um, From John Dorenboss, my rookie year, who was a long snapper, it was a skill I didn't have in college uh, that he took it out of his time to teach me a few of the tricks, and it ended up getting me a few jobs during tryouts. When there's five fullbacks, you know, going up and begging the special teams coach to come watch you long snap. Uh, guys, guys like Lawrence Vickers, who are fullbacks that I got the mindset and the mentality from. But then, you know, you, you get to work with a 20-year kicker, a 13-year safety, a 15-year quarterback, and you just watch their process, their routine. Uh, anyone from Tony Gonzalez to Drew Brees, you, you just really try to steal from the people who, and when I looked at it, it was I was leaving the room. What did they do and what did they have that I didn't? And so the mentorship process is, is a tremendous opportunity. But somebody who I got to connect with a lot was a, a, Kurt, or a Washington State football alumni named Brett Carolyn. He's been my mentor for about 15 years now, both in the world of football but also in the world of finance. He was the, the beginning of my journey when I woke up and realized I was financially illiterate. What did your body feel like after an NFL football game, like day after, two days after? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, putting on a seatbelt was hard because my shoulders were banged up. It's your neck. Your neck is uh, something that you really don't appreciate. Needs to, to swivel and pivot. 
and you know, it's it, everybody kind of compares it and says it's like going through a car accident. And I don't know if I could could kind of make that comparison because you don't expect a car accident. You you kind of you know respond to it. Mine were collisions. Mine as a fullback, I learned to lead block, so I was the driver. I was the hammer. Uh, the guy who who got paid to move. So the day after games is not something I'll ever ever forget, but not something I really ever want to experience again, especially having kids now. It is uh, it is good if you won and if you did a good job. If you know you still got to watch film and it was not a successful venture, it hurts a lot more. Jed Collins with us, former NFL player, Washington State player, and now the president of the Cougar Collective. You're also a professor. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute, but let's talk NIL for a second here. When this all comes down the pipeline, like everybody else, uh, you know, I'm going to assume that you went, hey, it's good. It's good that players, it's great that players can start to monetize their likeness because you had been there. But it, it came with complications, and then these collectives had popped up. Give us an idea of the Cougar Collective, what it aims to do. So we were, as you were just mentioning, I, I guess forced into existence. Uh, a lot of people look at some of these universities down in the south or some of these institutions and say, wow, they already got things up and running. I got to imagine a lot of these schools already had a lot of these pieces in place. <laughs> Washington State had to go and start from scratch. And it was really hard because, you know, you look at the, the places that would welcome or be innovator on this line, and we were definitely not that. How I got to my position was working with other universities around education and financial literacy and really seeing it come to fruition a year or two ago. So that's why I was kind of the first, you know, bell ringer at Washington State to say, this is something that we're going to need to participate in and get going. Do I think it is launched and been uh, handled the right way? Absolutely not. But this is the, the you know stadium we have decided to play in. And so now the Cougar Collective is very simply going to reward people to remain Cougs. Pay to stay is kind of going to be our mantra. We want to support them and provide them great opportunities. Um, but truly being able to, to reward the loyalty. And, of course, we want to welcome new people into the family. But it is going to be more of a focal point for us because we won't be able to compete with the, the you know, million-dollar budgets, we're going to have to focus on how do we get creative and how do we find opportunities and deals for our current juniors and seniors who have uh, put some skins on the wall. I like it. It's a different uh, pitch that I've heard others talk about. You know, well, we're just here to help kids monetize their likeness. Or, you know, worse yet, we see cases where, High school recruits are getting seven-figure, six-figure deals to go places. So you're, the approach at Washington State, Jed, if I'm getting this right, is more along the lines of, look, we, we're about retention. We want to keep kids at Washington State and help them, uh, help them decide to stay there. I, I mean, we have no other choice. If you come to Washington State as a, a freshman, a sophomore, even a junior, and have an all-Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever we are going to be in the future, kind of performance in today's day and age with the transfer portal you will be gone next season and so we need to focus on those retaining those players retaining those leaders as well as uh you know promoting and, and empowering our other athletes 
in other sports. Uh, men and women are going to be able to participate in this. So we, we look at it and say we're not going to be able to go compete for the five-star, four-star, six-figure talent. So who are we going to focus on? We're going to focus on the people in the building, putting in the sweat, putting in the work, and making sure that they uh, continue to not just enjoy their time in Pullman but can benefit from it. And that is also going to be a big focal point from our perspective is that education uh, process. It, obviously, from a professional development and talking from anything of how to respond to an email or conduct an interview to my personal life's passion of financial literacy and being able to capture the, the monetary piece of this. Jed Collins with us, uh, former NFL player, Washington State player, now president of the Cougar Collective. How are you raising your money? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so currently we have been proceeding just based on uh, Washington State alumni who understand that this is going to be necessary to compete going forward. Um, that was kind of the beginning of the Cougar Collective. We have been able to now adapt and adopt different methods of revenue where we are going to go everything from a, you know, it's definitely a we've seen it done and we're going to steal good ideas. We've seen the subscription model, so we are implementing and launching a subscription model here in the next week uh, that is going to be perfectly aligned with football season and kickoff. We have created merchandise that is going to be able to both benefit the individual players as well as the collective. Um, we're looking at really uh, identifying our economy within the city of Pullman in eastern Washington and providing resources. If it's not $1,000, $100,000, can we get them food? Can we get them some of the essentials that they need? So we've been able to turn the page from just, hey, can we get Cougs to contribute and, and support this to how do we start to aim for return on investment? Who can we find? Uh, we've had some deals where social media marketing has benefited, all those kinds of atmospheres. So how do we see this lane and say the only way we will be able to be sustainable is to truly start generating a value and a revenue of that? We have to. We are not a, a for-profit business. We are a board of volunteers. We, I have lost money in this engagement. But if we are going to be a sustainable entity, we are going to have to be able to treat it like a business and generate profit and value. Yeah, it's really interesting to kind of watch all this unfold. And you know, you're you're probably you know there there were no there were very few ground rules, but. I think there's a lot of rubbernecking going on. Like I talked to Arizona State's collective earlier this week, and I think they kind of looked around and said, okay, what is everyone else doing? You guys are doing a little bit of that, but you're tailoring it to Washington State. I know that you're not supposed to have certain contact or involvement from the university, but how much can you talk to coaches in respective programs about which players – you should be rewarding, or how do you determine that? I mean, there is no rule against having conversations with coaches. Uh, the biggest and the only rule that the NCAA came out with is not to entice people to come to your campus, which I think we can all agree has not been implemented in the first year of this uh, kind of world. Uh, we have, you know, Washington State is a, is a family kind of oriented place. So I have relationships with coaches on all of our sports staff. There is nothing wrong with me saying, hey, coach, who do you, who would you like to see us support? Give us two or three names. 
and we want to go find them deals. And that's what we are going to be able to be is that operational branch outside of the university. Now, that being said, I just spent the week down in Louisiana at LSU, and you look at schools like Ohio State, their state laws are now allowing them to be in the middle of those conversations, be mm -hmm. in the middle of these deals and have people from the universities start representing the player and providing those resources. So it is going to be interesting to see state to state how the laws mandate. As of right now, we are able to have conversations with any current student athlete um, with the coaches, and we are able to get a name from them. And from there, we get to go to work and supporting them. Yeah, I like that. And how you know how focused on football will this be versus other sports? You know, you got to begin with what is being the biggest spotlight. How do you make a splash? And obviously, how do you support uh, the biggest revenue generator? For us, we had to and will continue to focus on football. Uh, but we have already begun engagements with other sports, you know, uh, women's volleyball, women's soccer going into season. How do we begin to build their, if not individual NIL deals, but maybe team NIL deals? How do we get them some sponsorship and support? So I think it starts with football because that's the easiest, and then it continues to trickle out into the other uh, engagements. And as we've seen across the board, Females in this NIL world have been able to monetize, I would argue, even better than a lot of the men. So there's going to be some unique cases and situations. Uh, but as a collective, we, we wanted to start with where our athletic department, our university, and our fans focus, which is our football team. Uh, but we've already begun to expand beyond that. It's really fun. Let's talk football for a second, Jed. What's going to happen at Washington State with – Jake Dickert in his second year, and, and Cam Ward, who, I correct me if I'm wrong, Cougar Collective was instrumental in uh, getting, uh, Cam Ward talked about, you know, a place to live, a car to drive, and some walking around money being part of the deal uh, as he, after he arrived on campus. And I, I got to point out that after he arrived. So we definitely <laughs> already had confirmation that he had signed his letter of intent, <laughs> yeah. and yes. he was a, a student athlete. Um, <laughs> And it, it, it was it, that was a very interesting one. Cam, you know, as we look at it, Cam might be the steal of the NIL uh, first year of NILs because you look at the packages other starting quarterbacks got, and he got a tremendous one for, you know, not getting anything the year before and not having that possibility to jumping up to the, uh, the level he did. He is a tremendous talent. I am ex excited to see him. He came with his, you know, his head coach now is offense coordinator, Coach Morris. They already have a rapport. They know the system. He is a, one of those guys we're going to get to watch develop and grow and really with a big chip on his shoulder of where he's been overlooked. Coach Dickert has a really neat energy, and I just uh, got to go back for an alumni football event with about 100 former guys, the first coaching staff in a very long time that just opened – the doors and welcomes our fraternity, our brotherhood into the mix, welcomes questions, welcome connections, wanted us to see the new facilities in the building. That, to me, says so much about him. Obviously, he's got to win some ball games, but as he has become a member of Washington State, he has taken some crazy situations and some bad uh, timing and, you know, turned turn lemons into lemonade. So, 
He's going to come in with some energy. He definitely has a, a tall task in, in the season and who we're about to go play against, even you know going back to his home state of Wisconsin. But we're confident that the, the product on the field is going to reflect the leadership that is being installed. And we have some really good, talented players in, in place. So nothing is easy. Nothing is going to be given. But, yeah, we're definitely expecting to see some, uh, some surprises in, in Pullman. Uh, as opposed to uh, kind of a disappointing year. Yeah, yeah I, I liked. I talked to Cam Ward just last week, and I left the interview. I, I walked by Coach Dickert afterwards, and I pointed to my my head, and I said, "Your quarterback's smart." Uh, you could just tell yeah. there's there's a lot going on. I think I think he's you know, obviously he's got sensational athletic talents, but I just love talking to him. He is an impressive young man. Everything from and looking at these opportunities he got with NIL immediately. He's already turned around. One of his big tickets was, I want to fly my parents to the games. They would not have been able to come up from every game in Texas. That just shows you his heart and his mind and where he thinks. Uh, he's already sponsoring his sister's uh, basketball team. So it's just it's really neat to see him take this opportunity and run with it. But his, his intellect is going to be seen because he does know this system. He's kind of hit the ground running. And it, it will be a, an enjoyable thing to see this young man flourish because he Jed, is he is definitely one you want to support. Jed, let me ask you about the teaching. You, you, after your playing days, you you were you're doing some teaching as a professor. Where are you teaching? What are you teaching? Is that something you've always wanted to do? Uh, definitely not something I've always wanted to do. As I mentioned earlier, the NFL is a great financial opportunity, but. The dream is leaving the game with uh, some memories and some money. Uh, our coaches always called it a bag of M&Ms. And so when I got humbled to the reality, I had no idea about how to handle money. I, I looked at being in a, a business major. I got a great degree in accounting. And I looked around my locker room. I said, if I don't know these answers, I'm pretty sure very few of these guys do. And the reality is it's not a locker room problem. It's an everybody problem. So I, I went out. Uh, set a, a built a company called Money Vehicle that is closing the gap of financial literacy nationwide. We work in high schools, in colleges across the country, and it's really just translating this complex language of money into short, digestible stories and videos that people are going to be able to understand and go and impact on what they do. So taking the education and turning it into empowerment um, it's been a really neat journey and really fortunate for myself to find a passion after the game of football and find a purpose of, of serving and helping people. And so, yeah, today I, I'm excited to see where and how we can help people. Um, and we have a, a, a virtual program that is, is going into high schools and being taught. And that is kind of one of those missions and visions I've seen for about 14 years now come to life. It's pretty cool. It's it's great that you got to live sort of your NFL football dream, and now you're doing really what you want to do, and you're also helping helping kids, and by virtue of that, also helping athletes with the Cougar Collective. So I applaud that. Uh, for people who want to learn more about the Cougar Collective, you can go to cougarcollective.org. That's cougarcollective.org to donate or to find out more if you're a business that wants to get involved. But, uh, Jed, you mentioned you're also going to start sort of the recurring – donation thing where you know alumni that want to give 50 bucks a month can can sign on and do a recurring donation is that coming soon 
That is coming, and that will be on the website next week. We are calling it the 1890 Club, which anybody associated with Washington State will know where we got that. That's the year our university was founded. And we would love $50 a month, but we're starting with that $18.90 a month, about $200 a year. And our mission is to, you know, not try to find the, the, the whale who will give us a million, but go find the 1,000, 2,000 cougs who want to support their cougar athletes. And that 1890 club is going to be fun. Um, and, yeah, it will be on the website, as you mentioned, cougarcollective.org. We are building this plane as we fly it. So welcome ideas, but opportunities are starting to flow. And people like yourself bringing awareness to the positives of what this can be. You know, it is not happening the way anybody saw it. Is it fair? Is it this? Is it that? It doesn't matter. The game has started. The whistle blew. And so this is how we are going to be able to compete going forward. And, you know, I'm proud to serve my university and proud to serve these athletes. And it's going to be a really neat way to see places like Washington State be able to compete because we're going to do it with numbers. Jed Collins, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. We'll get you back on another time. Uh, let us know how it's going, but keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate your time and the opportunity, and go Cougs. There he is, former NFL fullback. I should just name the teams he, he didn't play for. Jed Collins, New Orleans Saints, and a whole bunch of other teams now uh, working on behalf of, behalf of the Cougar Collective at Washington State. Uh, we leave it here. Oh, you can start lining up if you want. Our new Friday installment, yes, it's new because it's sponsored new. What's your peeve is coming up. Is something bothering you? Something on your mind? Uh, at 4.30, we're going to do What's Your Peeve? 503-417-7575 if you want to grab an early seat for that. Grab a line now. They'll fill up. Tell us what's bothering you on this Friday. Leave it here. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Coming up, uh, just after this break that we're going to take coming up, we will play What's Your Peeve? You can start lining up now at 503-417-7575. Grab a line if you are interested in uh, in lining up and talking to us about what's bothering you or what is it that is your peeve. We will do that coming up here after the break. Stephen, I want to kick this around with you first, though. Um our guest was very careful in that segment to make sure to tell us that uh, Cameron Ward and his NIL deal came after he arrived via transfer at Washington State. We know, wink, wink, nod, nod around the country, that that's not always the case. Even though everybody's going to say, hey, they got the deal after they went to school, we know that's not the case in, in some at some universities. And... We know that anytime you have money and you follow the money, you're going to find corruption. Would it be better if the rule was you could just offer what you could offer and the coaches could be involved? And Because individual states, like, like Jed pointed out, Jed Collins, our guest, individual states are going to pass laws that allow the, uh, that allow the collectives to give deals to students who are you know, incoming freshmen. And... And, and if that playing field's not level and everybody's not playing the same free agency game, it gets a little gets a little wonky. Yeah, I mean, 
we, and we've talked about this, the best case scenario is to have one level playing field. I just don't know how that's going to come about because some of these schools have more money than others. And so if I'm Alabama or if I'm Oregon, I don't want to play on the same level as Washington State. Right, I want to use my money to my, my advantage, and I want to be able to offer these guys as much money as I possibly can to get them to come to my school and be, you know, hopefully get to the college football playoff or get a national title. So I, I agree. I think it should be. There's got to be some type of thing. There's got to be regulations on this because, or else it's going to end up into the wild, wild west, and we're all just going to see these massive deals to get these players. And then what happens when these players don't live up to expectations? Right? You know, there's always been the, the rumor of how much. Uh, Jordan Addison got at USC. Well, if he doesn't perform, are those people that gave him that money, are they going to be mad? Are they going to be looking to get money back because he didn't play well? Like, there has to be some type of regulations on this or else it's going to just be pandemonium. Yeah, I think you're going to need – you're going to either need college – see, the problem is the NCAA. The NCAA – let's just come back and let's let's – we should line Mark Emmert up and everybody gets to throw a water balloon at him. Like, it's the whole country should throw a water balloon at him because it's just – he is – the NCAA should have been in front of this. It's it's sinful that the NCAA didn't regulate this. They were so focused on blocking it in the Alston case, and they just put all of their, you know, they doubled down all in on, hey, we're not going to let the, the gate open. Once the gate opened, they had no regulation in place. The states enacted their own rules. The players now are pushing, 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 and there is no regulation. There is no level playing field, and, uh, you know, I I believe the Cougar Collective when they say we're about retention. That's a smart play. Like, instead of developing players and then having them jump in the portal and go other places, Washington State's going to go, look, if you come here and you're a three-star guy and all of a sudden you put on 40 pounds and you become an NFL prospect and you would have been a four- or five-star guy and you know you could jump in the portal and you could go somewhere else, or we could reach into our pocket and we can make it worth your while to stay here. I like that angle. But we all know damn well there's going to be some schools in the SEC and the Big Ten that are going to go, hey, boosters, there's a uh, five-star offensive tackle. For a million bucks, we can have them. And it's turned into glorified free agency. I mean, it is free agency. Yeah, I mean, what would stop Oregon at that point to be like, hey, Washington State has a good left tackle. Oh, we lost our left tackle this year. We need to go and get one, right? Like, that is the thing. And back to the NCAA, like, it's a classic case of being reactive rather than proactive. Right, that's all they've done is they were so reactive to all this news, and now they're so far behind. It's it's troublesome. It is, and I'm worried about where it ends up. It, we'll talk more about this on another day, but it's a good listen. If you missed it, grab the podcast of it. Sean's working on it now. Coming up, what is your peeve? I want you to line up. Anna's going to join us and share her peeve. I want to know your peeve on this beautiful Friday. Tell me the one thing that is kind of stuck in your craw. 503-417-7575. Grab a line now. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.